Here we are in the midst of nature. Beautiful breeze, lake, sunshine. What more can you ask for? Life is good. So we spent some time walking barefoot. And this looks like a good place to, to do that. Just take our socks off. This is one of the techniques I use for when we have workshops and stuff. You know, we'll do long meditations. Mm -hmm. um, we did one for like a whole day, long meditation, so from 7 to 7, mm -hmm. 12 hours. And part of it we'll spend, you know, in the park, walking, just in silence, but just communing to, with nature in that way. Listening to all the sound, feeling the, you know, the connection to the earth, breeze, the air, space, all these things all in one. It's a really good practice. So, you know, every time I walk down this path, I will remember this and take off my shoes. <laughs> Ten years ago, I interviewed 100 fascinating people and documented their stories in a two-volume book series. Today, my journey continues. I'll be engaging with captivating guests, having candid, meaningful, and uncensored discussion as I aim to reveal the passion that comes from within, unlocking the mysteries needed to make purposeful change. My objective is to be a connector and enlighten listeners through stories of struggle and success heartache and inspiration, offering solutions to challenges we face each and every day. This is a broadcast of real people, real stories, and real conversation. Everyone has a story. My job is to ensure their stories are told. My name is Roger Brooks, inspired by Brian Rose of London Real and the London Real Academy and the Broadcast Yourself Accelerator course, I now bring you American real. Welcome to our second episode of American Real, where this week my very special guest is Edmund Cotton, a 60-year-young teacher of yoga who specializes in helpful breathing techniques, postures, and meditation. Born in Trinidad at the age of 15, Edmund moved to Brooklyn, New York, where upon entering college, he became interested in mindful healing. Talk about elevating your peer group. This man is someone you want to get to know. He has deep-rooted philosophies and a stellar conviction. I took one of Edmund's yoga classes, which was both challenging and rewarding. In addition, we went on a nature hike, which was absolutely phenomenal. He had me in awe with his depth of knowledge. He had me doing breathing exercises. He even had me taking off my shoes, walking barefoot on the grass, which brought me back to my childhood. Our conversation was so uplifting that I'm delivering as much of that content to you before our actual sit-down in the studio. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Edmund. 
He lives a life of balance and has an infectious temperament. Now, if you like this episode, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and share it with your friends. I want to thank my inner circle of family, friends, and colleagues who helped make all this possible. A special thanks goes out to our partners and sponsors, including Happy Socks, cool socks for fun people. If you don't have a pair, you need to get some. I'll be wearing Happy Socks every episode. Finally, debt of gratitude goes out to Brian Rose and the entire team at London Real and the London Real Academy. They have paved the way, setting a high bar, and I hope to make them proud. And now, without further ado, I bring to you Mr. Edmund Cotton. Brooks, there's a wonderful poem from Shakespeare. It says, uh, This our lives, freed from public haunt, finds tongues and trees, sermons and stones, books in running brooks, and good in everything. I like it. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Wow. So, in nature, that's what you kind of start to appreciate. And it's not anything that you have to do, it's, it's just being here. You know, you get all the, all of those good effects just naturally. So we talked about water and fire and earth. Mm-hmm. Air and space. Air and space. It's kind of interesting. There's a whole section of, um, <clears throat> of the yogic tradition. And I guess it's not really, yoga is part of it. It's called Ayurveda. And it has to do with longevity. Um, and it's basically how to live a life that's long and also fulfilling and, and happy. It's basically the, the whole. And it says basically that everyone is made up of all these different elements but in different ratios. So everybody has, you know, earth, water, fire, air, space, right? <laughs> um, but it's not, it's in different ratios. So some people are more earthy more grounded, you know, more solid, stable, like that. Some people, so they'll have more of that element. Other people are more like water, you know, flowing and, uh, you know, able to uh, contort, change the shapes, you know, like that, mm -hmm. much more easily. Um, some people are fiery, right? Like your physiology, your psychology, everything. Um, and some people are more air, more of the air quality. And that's that's partially me. I heard a um, discussion last week and they were talking about the body mm -hmm. 
is so much like the earth because the body's made up of 80% water, mm -hmm. just as the earth is. Mm -hmm. Do you see that as well? Is it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> There's no difference. Everything in nature is made up, is, is kind of structured in the same way. So all of these different elements, you know, earth, water, fire, and space, <clears throat> Have this have these qualities in them, so everything in, in that sense is quite similar. Within a, an, an atom, right? They say an atom is mostly space. <laughs> right. So yeah, and if you look at and it's kind of you know similar because if you look at at an atom, it has these these electrons you know rotating around it. It's just like the planets with you know planets rotating around it. Pretty right. Much the same. Yeah. It's really it's fascinating. In size, yeah. Right. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about yoga. Yeah. What do you want to know? Someone new getting into yoga. How do you, how do you describe it? What is it? Why should you do it? What are the benefits? Let's start with the definition. Yoga means union. The word itself is defined as union, and it's basically the union, or the harmonious integration of opposites so we live in a world of duality so for everything there's there's an there's an opposite to it right you have light you have dark you have up you have down you have hot and cold all of these different um, opposites is what make up light but a lot of the times they're not in a harmonious balance so when they're out of balance you're gonna have different kinds of experiences right either positive or negative however you want to you know classify but when they're in harmony when they're in balance then life goes a much in a much more harmonious way things function the way they're supposed to for instance in nature if the rains fall in the in the right time if the you know if the breezes blow and spread all the all the pollen and everything then everything gets to blossom and and grow and and and, and you have exactly you know the kind of environment you'd like that's healthy and, and supporting. But if the rains don't come in time and you know the breezes don't blow right or they blow too hard or whatever, then you know you have a lot of problems. Right. So it's all about balance. It's not so much of anything else that we that we need to worry about. What we want to do is have balance. And yoga is that's the function that it, it provides to give balance to your own experience, physiologically, psychologically, you know, emotionally, in every way. Just to integrate everything so that life is more balanced for you. So yeah, for someone who wants to, who's now getting into it, that would be a that would be a a good reason to. Yeah, you want to have more balance in your life, more harmony. This will help. Sure. <laughs> you know, so. And things we talked about in our conversation the other day. Um, also, some benefits of uh, relieving stress, uh, limiting anxiety. Um, well, yeah, all of that is under, under the umbrella of harmony, right? Because if you feel good, then, you know, everything, everything else will just flow, flow more easily and effortlessly for you, more naturally, you know, less stressful. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely, yeah. So what, what's your mission with yoga? Are you wanting to touch people one at a time to help and empower them to to reach a higher level within? 
Um, not so much to try and influence anybody else, but that happens naturally. Like we talked about it, like everybody influences everybody else. Everything influences everything else, right? Um, so that's not something that I have as a goal. That, but, but what I do want to do is to have the experience for myself in a very profound and permanent way so that, you know, that teaching effect will happen just naturally as it always is, as, as it always does. So by doing that, you feel you'll be able to express to me through action. Yeah, just from my presence, just from presence. presence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like a tree doesn't, for instance, it's, you don't have to explain anything. It doesn't have to, exp you can't talk to the tree. Well, maybe. <laughs> but just by being near it, you, you get the, some energy there, some, some influence. Or you like we're standing near this brook and the water is flowing and there's there's some energy there there's some some beauty even if you just look at it and, and find that it's a beautiful thing to look at and it, it you know it resonates within you then you're getting a benefit just by being present to it yoga is it allows you to have that experience in a kind of conscious way right typically we we go about life very unconsciously you know so that's all yoga does it allows us to be a little bit more aware of, of what's going on around us and within us especially within us does it help us stay grounded yeah absolutely yeah that's that's actually one of the it's called evenness <laughs> balance and evenness are like two of the um, you know the primary things that that yoga provides balance which means that you're not you know you're not easily thrown off of what's 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 normal and natural for you and even this means that you all of the experiences in life whether they're high or low you kind of you take them in stride you know you're not you don't get flung too high flung too low you just sort of nice even pace I guess partially, naturally, why I, you know, why I was so attracted to yoga in the first place. Mm -hmm. It just kind of resonates with me. Mm -hmm. well, students that have been with you for a long time, maybe months, years, have you been able to see a difference in them, in their personality, and the improvement in their lives? Um, not in their lives so much, but you know, because um, I mean, people come to the class whenever they, you know. So I, a, a few friends I do know personally, and um, a few students I do know personally, and kind of have been around for a while. But everybody's lives go up and down, you know. So um, it's kind of hard to look on the outside and say, you know, it's it's is, is it better. But I, I think in every case they're 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 definitely more calm and able to right. In my opinion, at least, much calmer, and that's kind of like. Yeah, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the gentleman was mentioning that he feels yoga has been really commercialized, mm -hmm. and um, that the true benefits of yoga have been lost. Is that something that you hear of or you're aware of, or do you just really not pay attention and you're more into your own business and in your own students uh, I mean there's some truth to that it, it definitely has been more co commercialized but that's a good thing I mean it's been 
pretty much restricted to the continent of India for thousands of years. So, you know, I mean, now that it's being exposed to the world, I, I think that's a good thing, you know. And yeah, it's kind of focused right now on a, on, from a more uh, physical perspective. People think, oh, this is a great way to work out or whatever. But even then, it's still, it's, it's allowing people to be exposed to it. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it's serving a purpose and it's, it's fine. It's, I have no okay. problem for that. Um, and it, is that why you've incorporated some of your other techniques, the breathing, the stretching, the postures, the meditation? Yeah, all of those are specific to yoga. So yeah, yeah. And they have, they have, a, they have benefits, you know, there's, there's a benefit to learning to breathe and practicing breathing exercises, especially because you breathe all the time. I mean, yeah, this is something that's essential for your life. So if there's, you know, if, if we could find anything that would be helpful to that, then sure. Just to be in nature, I mean, that alone is a meditation. <laughs> so. One of the books I was telling you about is called uh, The Ringing Cedars of Russia. Mm -hmm. The cedar trees, cedar, in, has a lot of really beneficial qualities. Like, like we know like closets for instance that are made out of cedar and stuff they right preserve, yeah, preserve and, and right <coughs> resistive to warts and stuff like that mm -hmm. but um but also i think biblically there's lots of references to cedar yep. some of my favorites are frankincense yeah myrrh mm -hmm. There's just something about the oils when I put them on and just smell them throughout the day, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. And that's the a part of the, you know. So you're out in nature and you're getting to smell all these different fragrances. All the pollen and everything is there. And these are the things that help keep us alive and functioning, you know, well. We spend some time walking barefoot. And this looks like a good place to... Do that if the terrain is not too you know too uneven just take our socks off shoes off and walk barefoot so let me do it wow you feel the difference right there i do yeah <laughs> So just by walking on the, the grass. Yeah. Yeah, you're connecting to nature in a very direct way. They actually have a name for it, it's called earthing. Earthing? Yeah. And in it almost gives me the chills, like a good chill. Yeah. Almost like when you were a kid running yeah. around in the grass. Exactly. I haven't yeah. I haven't walked in the grass in a long time. Exactly. This is one of the techniques I use for when we have workshops and stuff. You know, we'll do long meditations. Mm -hmm. um, we did one for like a whole day long meditation, so from 7 to 7, mm -hmm. 12 hours. And part of it we'll spend, you know, in the park walking, just in silence, but just communing to, with nature in that way. Listening to all the sounds, feeling the, you know, the connection to the earth.
breeze, the air, space. It's a really good practice. Okay. And it's not really um, something that you will find in a typical class, but yoga is a philosophy that really, like I said, the de by definition it means union. But in its highest sense, it's union with the divine. So, <clears throat> if you think of it, we are, we, what we are are really gods having an earthly experience, having a human experience. So each one of us are gods. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we've forgotten. We've lost contact with that. But we have examples like Christ, for instance, who came back and was able to do a show on, you know, a lot of examples of what it means to be a god, right? And you're saying we have this energy within us. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Actually, you said that, right? There's no difference between you and me. It's just that, you know, he, he knows it and believes it. We don't, we've forgotten it and we doubt it. <laughs> so we can't have the experience that he has. But potentially it's there, it's still there. We have everything that we need. We're already gods. It's just a matter of waking up to that. And that's what you were referring to the other day when you kept, say, kept saying, waking up. Yeah, so that's what waking up really means. So, here we are in the midst of nature. Beautiful breeze, lake, sunshine. What more can you ask for? Life is good. This is called the breath of fire. There's a couple of versions of it. One is one is a little bit more rigorous than the other, but breath of fire usually um, is the is the less vigorous one. But they're, they're both energizing. And basically, all we're doing will be to exhale in a vigorous way. So when we do that, we'll compress the abdominals, lifting the diaphragm and forcing all the air out. So it's a very uh, cleansing for the whole respiratory system in that way. <laughs> You can do it in a little less vigorous way. Follow that with some deep breaths. What is truth? Truth is that which doesn't change. And in this world, everything changes. So, 
What does that tell you? <laughs> Everything that we totally involved in and totally, you know, value or no, don't not value or whatever, it's all not true. Yeah. Wow. Right. But we so need then to the, be true to ourselves. Yeah, but you can, how can you be true to yourself unless you know who you are, right? The self that we think we are is not who we truly are. Like I said before, this you know we are gods, and that I don't mean that in an, in a you know some kind of you know selfish kind of like you know better than anybody else kind of way, but it's just true. It's, that's that's the truth of who we are. But that's not how that's not what we experience. We experience ourselves as very limited, very very human, very incomplete, if you will. Right. So it's a lie, it's not true. Well it means we have we have to learn to understand who we really are. We have to be true to that. And if we can be true to that, then our life experience will be a lot different. And that's really what yoga is really about, you know, it's teaching us, reminding us of who we are. It's really not teaching us anything else. Because if we are gods and we get to really understand that and know that in a real way, then what 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 else is there to learn? <laughs> right now you know everything it's kind of like if you're a king and or or the son of a king a prince let's say and you get lost and forget you know maybe you you you, you have an accident and you develop amnesia or something and, and you forget who you are right and you go about thinking that maybe okay you're a beggar or something the truth is that you, you're a prince that's who you are but you've forgotten, right? And then like that, we've forgotten who we are. One of the people I used to love, well, actually kind of like inspired, you know, when I first started studying spirituality, really. Although kind of like it's been a lifelong thing, but still one of the things that was inspiring along the way was listening to uh, Joseph Campbell. And especially the interviews he had with uh, Bill Moyers. Okay. Remember those? I don't. Um, oh, a fantastic set of information that he got before um, before Joseph Campbell passed away. But um, but yeah, those interviews were like for me. He was he was like the best interviewer. Hmm. <laughs> Where did you watch them at the time? Oh, this was on on um, public television. It I was, see. Yeah, a PBS series that they had for. So he did not many interviews with him. We could probably find them on YouTube oh, today. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, we'll post the names on the on this interview so people could yeah, could look them up. Because yeah. Joseph Campbell was a, a scholar who just really delved into the whole spirituality thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, really great, really great interview. Oh, I can't wait to uh, research him. It often reminds me of the um, in the Bhagavad Gita, which is sort of like the handbook on yoga. It's a story about the hero Arjuna is faced with a dilemma that seems on you know it's impossible to solve, and he is he's he's a warrior, <clears throat> so the call for war comes, and he comes out 
to do battle and he finds that the people he has to do battle with are his, his, his friends and relatives and you know cousins and stuff like that and his teachers <laughs> some of his teachers so he's so he's torn he doesn't know what to do you know how mm -hmm. could I how could I kill I mean I understand that I'm a warrior and I have to defend you know the the society from you know whatever dangers that it you know is is, is attacking it. Mm -hmm. but at the same time how can I uh, you know kill my my family and friends and you know teachers and <laughs> and so the f whole of the Bhagavad Gita is really him presenting this dilemma to Krishna Krishna is a, a avatar of God so God comes down and basically answers the questions for him you know so that's why that that book is, is such a huge I see yeah and what does he say what does God tell him well basically he tells him like uh, you gotta remember who you are <laughs> mm -hmm. you, gotta, <laughs> you know this is the thing if you remember who you are and you understand the the oneness of life like nothing ever really dies things just change right you cut a tree down and you see growing from the roots of it or growing from the 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 rod of it you find a new tree is spawning a new morning a new life is is dawning so enjoy the beauty enjoy the thing do what you have to do whatever it is that you have to do your duty you know do that take care of your family whatever it is but you know <coughs> don't hold on to anything don't be too attached to anything because nothing here is permanent nothing here is actually real right it's all just a, a dream almost and when you wake up from this dream everything is fine just like we wake up from any dream when, that we dream at night you know right. the minute you wake up it doesn't matter how horrible the dream right. is how do I accomplish balance in the midst of chaos well, the thing that we want to balance is the mind, right? Because if our minds are balanced, then everything else will flow. We don't want to try to do too much because then that will just add to the stress. So bring the mind to balance. So a few minutes of meditation when you wake up at 4 o'clock, that's really good, 4.30, whatever. You know, you sit, you do some meditation. That brings your mind in balance to some degree, to whatever degree that you, you know, it happens. We're not controlling anything. This is where you let go of all control. Right? Mm -hmm. And then after meditation, okay, you pick up and you go about doing whatever it is that you need to do. As calmly as you can. Mm -hmm. Remembering the silence. Mm -hmm. Remembering the peace that you just experienced. And just letting the day unfold for itself. Let it be a surprise. Let it be. The less we control, the easier things get. Remember, life is already operating and controlling everything <laughs> right mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about the earth taking care of itself it pretty much does itself right mm -hmm. the planets move about in a, you know coordinated way the sun comes up breeze blows all of these things happen very naturally and we just reap the benefits of it no, we're just pushed so hard from a from a young age to to go go go. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just trying to find that balance where, okay, you know, you, the, everyone has the same amount of time in a day, mm -hmm. 
And I guess what you're saying, it's that it, it starts with the mind. Yeah. You have to balance your mind first before you could Yeah, because encounter. if your mind is not in balance, then everything you do is going to be whacked. Right? Right. <laughs> it's going to be degraded by that much, however. But if I'm hearing you correctly, you're also saying really try not to do too many things at once. Don't, you know, this buzzword multitask. Maybe it's not yeah, so it's, good it's to not, multitask. It's not good, no. It, we are serial creatures. <laughs> we could only do one thing well at a time. One thing at a time. <laughs> so you're saying focus on that task, yeah, get do it that. done, and then move on to the next task. Yeah, or do it for whatever time you want, but do that one thing with full uh, full attention. Mm -hmm. Well, no. And and switch it, and switch and switch. and Right. One of the things I see, especially in my work, whether it's colleagues or clients or other business people that I, that I come into contact with on a daily basis, mm -hmm. they, they seem to be preoccupied. So whether we're in a meeting or whether on the phone, yeah, they're, not they're not listening. Yeah, exactly. And the conversation is not productive because of that. Right. Yeah, you do, you do one thing at a time. Whatever it is that you're doing, give it your full attention. But if I'm doing that and others aren't, what, is there anything you could do about that? Or not really? Well, you, you don't have control of yourself. Typically, we don't even have control of ourselves. So controlling another person is just totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So just focus on what you need to do. Do that and not mind anything else. Yeah, typically we tend to worry about what other people are doing too much, you know. Instead of focusing Instead on ourselves. Instead of focusing on yeah, what we do. Because again, like everything has an influence, right? <clears throat> so if somebody is kind of half paying attention to whatever it is, and you get triggered by that, then now nobody's paying attention. Because now the topic is on who is focused. <laughs> right? right? As opposed to whatever it is that you want to really actually focus on. Right. Well, and you might influence that person to actually pay attention too. Right? Good point. Yeah. It goes both ways. So I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to get frantic. I'm just going to stay calm. It'll all work out. Be calm. Everything will go fine. Everything is already fine. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's just it. Right? We, we, we tend, when I say we, I'm not including you. But we as humans, especially Americans, tend to really live by the clock. I know my wife's family in Italy, they don't live by the clock. <laughs> they do their own thing. And they go home and they take a little nap in the afternoon. And they... Siesta. Siesta. I think there's a lot to that. It is, yeah. Life is happening the way it's happening, you know, we're not in control of it, right. so don't, don't fool ourselves. <laughs> don't try to control it, right? Don't try to control it. <laughs> Whatever happens is going to happen when it's going to happen, and just kind of like relax. That's why we focus so much on relaxation. Mm -hmm. We get too easily distracted, too easily stressed. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you again. I'll, I'll send you... Okay, my friend. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. This yeah. is great, great day. <laughs> Sweet. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.